ton of injury updates and more fun with Bruce Arians on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Welcome into Fantasy Football in 15 for Thursday, October 1st. We have turned the calendar over to October. We have turned the calendar over to week four as well with our first week four game kicking off tonight. Broncos and Jets on Thursday Night Football. I am Michael Beller. I am joined by Derek Van Riper as I am every episode of Fantasy Football in 15. DVR, how you doing? Hanging in there. Glad we're into the fourth quarter of 2020. Can't uh, run the clock out soon enough on this year, can we? Yeah, yeah. Can't uh, can't do that indeed. I'm very happy that we have entered this as well, and we're entering just about the second quarter of the NFL season. Not there quite yet. We've still got one more week before we get there, and that week, as I said, kicking off tonight with the Broncos and the Jets getting together on Thursday Night Football. A couple of injury updates for that game. We talked about these on Wednesday, just updating you, setting the field for it. Jamison Crowder officially is questionable for Thursday Night Football with his hamstring injury. Philip Lindsay trying to make his way back from turf toe. He will be a game time decision tonight, as we talked about on Wednesday. Today's episode, Derek and I both recommend staying away from Philip Lindsay if he does play, but feel pretty solid about Jamison Crowder if he is able to get back out there and return for a New York Jets offense that is just desperate for playmakers, for pass catchers, really for everything that you could want on an offense. Uh, let's move on to the other team in New York. Uh, Joe Judge talking about his Saquon Barkley list backfield on Wednesday, said that Devontae Freeman should get more work in week four. I was surprised that he played at all in week three, considering they signed him on, I want to say, Tuesday of last week, and then five days later, he's suited up, he's playing, he got five carries in that game for 10 yards. They expect him, I think, to be the lead guy in this backfield. Let's say you grabbed him off of waivers a couple of weeks ago after they made that signing. What's your interest level in starting Devontae Freeman on Sunday against the Rams? Still pretty low. This is a Rams offense that I think can probably score at will against the Giants, and even though Devontae Freeman can catch passes, I think that's a more difficult aspect of an offense to pick up. So those situations probably still go to Deion Lewis. I think it would take a, a Deion Lewis late week injury or something unforeseen for me to be comfortable using Freeman really anywhere for this week. So for me, he's still more of a wait and see, even though that role will likely be increased. Yeah, I'm with you too. I would not be starting him this week. I would have to be pretty desperate at the running back position, have a few injuries myself to really be considering him. You know, in a vacuum, I would say he's probably somewhere in the RB 40-ish range. And so that's not someone who you're going to want to turn to unless, as I said, you are desperate. I'm actually even more concerned about what his role is going to be for this team moving forward. You mentioned that the pass-catching elements of an offense are the harder things to pick up than the run elements. Deion Lewis has been there for a while. He's always been an adept pass catcher and you know Tevin Cole or uh, Tevin Coleman see where I'm going with this Devontae Freeman even at his height in Atlanta was always splitting the backfield with Tevin Coleman he was always seeding some touches always seeding some pass catching opportunities to someone and so it does have me a little bit concerned about what his long-term viability is especially if this Giants team remains as bad weeks four through the rest of the season as it has been weeks one through three yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think this is an offense that, as the schedule eases up, maybe there's reason to be optimistic about everybody across the board. But as a timeshare backfield in particular, I don't like the way this lines up most weeks because I think the Giants are a team that, even in closer games, are still going to be trying to play a little bit of catch-up. 
All right, Derek, as we've talked about the first couple of uh, Thursdays on this show, we call the Thursday episode No Practice Wednesday because we go over a whole bunch of guys who didn't practice on Wednesday. Let's start that off with Cam Akers. He did not practice because of his rib injury. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't practice because of an ankle injury. Jared Cook also didn't practice. He suffered a groin injury in the Saints' uh, loss to the Packers in Week 3. Michael Thomas got in a limited practice on Wednesday with his ankle injury, so that definitely good news. This was always the game that he and the Saints have been eyeing as his potential to return here in week four. And then a little bit of surprise with Miles Sanders limited on Wednesday because of a glute injury. All those, of course, big, big injuries in the fantasy football world. So you're going to want to watch those Thursday and Friday practice reports. Let's move out to San Francisco and update some of the players we talked about on Wednesday's episode. The team has officially opened up the 21-day activation window for Debo Samuel. Basically what this means is that when a player goes on IR, the team can open up this window and it means they have 21 days to activate him. So that is now open for Debo Samuel. What it means in practice, he'll be back at some point in the next three weeks, and it could be as soon as this week. So definitely good news, Debo Samuel trending in the right direction. George Kittle also trending in the right direction. He got in a full practice on Wednesday, so he will be back out there for the San Francisco 49ers and for his fantasy managers this week. Raheem Mostert, no practice on Wednesday. That was to be expected with him trying to make his way back from the knee injury. It doesn't by a long shot mean that he is down for the game this week. This is one where Thursday and Friday's practice reports are really going to weigh heavily. So keep an eye on Samuel and Mostert, especially George Kittle. We feel comfortable giving him the thumbs up. Uh, do we feel comfortable giving Bruce Arians the thumbs up in any sort of way? This has become a recurring segment. We're going to call it Fun with Bruce Arians, our latest uh, edition of Fun with Bruce Arians DVR. Rob Gronkowski played 92% of the team's snaps last week. Suddenly, out of nowhere, he had four targets through the team's first two games, and then uh, in week three plays 92% of the snaps. And Bruce Arians on Wednesday saying that he doesn't see any reason why that should change in week four or even going forward. So first with Rob Gronkowski, a, do we believe Bruce Arians? Do we dare believe him? And B, if we believe him, do we care? I might believe him in a week where Chris Godwin is likely unavailable. So maybe there's some truth. But then the second part of the question is, do we care? Do we think Gronk's getting enough targets to that snap share to be viable? Maybe in a 14-teamer, I could see it if he had some injury issues at tight end, but I'm still not excited. I think they're going to spread the ball around. I really don't want to believe anything Bruce Arians says if I can help Same. him. Um, and we're at the point now, I mean, I don't think he's getting a thumbs up from anybody playing fantasy. He might be getting a middle finger up if, uh, <laughs> yeah. if, if he's spotted by fantasy owners at any point. You know, Having a, a meal or doing whatever it is Bruce Arians does between games in the Tampa Bay area, I, I don't think he's the, a friend of the fantasy community at this point. No, I don't think he is either. I think the only way you could really talk yourself into Rob Gronkowski, this is a point that Jake Seeley made on our Wednesday episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, is that once you get past the obvious starters, week-in, week-out starters at this position, all it takes is a touchdown to end up as a fantasy-relevant guy, as a top-12 tight end in a week, and uh, that's what we see uh, from this position really every single week. So Rob Gronkowski is always going to have some touchdown upside because of the relationship with Tom Brady, because of his uh, ability in the red zone. If he's out there 90% of the snaps, you can maybe talk yourself into it. But again, I'm with you. I don't think you're ever really trusting Rob Gronkowski as anything more than your regular tight ends on by and you're going to stream Gronk or your regular tight end is injured and out for two weeks. And you know what? 
Bucks have a decent matchup, I'll stream Gronk. And that's really the only place that he factors into the fantasy discussion for me. We have to talk about this backfield one more time here, Derek, because a little bit of a surprise. Leonard Fournette didn't practice on Wednesday because of an ankle injury. Do we dare run it back with Ronald Jones if Leonard Fournette doesn't play on Sunday? I mean, if there's no Fournette, then I'm pretty comfortable with Ronald Jones. But as long as they're both active and presumably healthy on game day, I don't know what to make of this backfield because I thought it was Leonard Fournette's job going into last week. I was sure he was the guy, and it was Ronald Jones. And I get the sense if I start to believe that it's Ronald Jones, then Ronald Jones will fumble or miss a block, and it'll be Leonard Fournette that week. So this is one of those situations that I really don't want to decide on every week. There's uh, only one league where I've got Jones. It's the Scott Fishbowl. That's a deep enough league where a, a running back splitting in a good offense can actually be useful. But in your more traditional leagues, a typical 12-team league with two running backs and a flex, I want no part of these running backs if I can help it. Yeah, I agree with you completely. The only way I feel decent about Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette is if the other one is out. And I you know, I really bought into Leonard Fournette having taken over this backfield a couple of weeks ago, but then he puts the ball on the ground, and that's it. He's done. Seven carries, 15 yards uh, last week for the Buccaneers. So it really does become very hard to trust either of these backs when both are healthy. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, injuries part two on the docket right now. DVR Christian Kirk with a groin injury. He was limited on Wednesday. Naheem Hines with a shoulder also limited on Wednesday. Let's pick up no practice Wednesdays yet again right here. Mike Williams, Henry Ruggs, and Kareem Hunt all did not practice Wednesday. It is a hamstring injury for both of the receivers, Williams and Ruggs, and a groin injury that popped up out of nowhere for Kareem Hunt. This was not something that uh, we heard about on Sunday after uh, the Browns win, but here we are now on Thursday learning about this groin injury for Kareem Hunt. Uh, of course, he and Nick Chubb, the uh, opposite of Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, two backs who share a backfield who you can feel good about starting both of, even when they are both healthy. So we will keep an eye on Kareem Hunt on Thursday and Friday. We've got some Patriot stuff to talk about here. James White has rejoined the team, so good news that, uh, that James White is feeling uh, good enough to be back with his teammates here. Damian Harris also practiced on Wednesday for the first time uh, since he was placed on IR, so that is uh, an indication that he will be back probably as soon as this week and certainly by week five. Remember, it was a finger injury for him that first landed him on IR. So I ask you this, Derek, Rex Burkhead, one of the most popular players on waivers earlier this week. Is that all already looking like wasted fab money? I think to an extent, yes, but I, I think this is going to be a revolving door all season. And if we think Bruce Arians is not a friend of the fantasy community, I mean, <laughs> come on, like, what do you guys think Bill Belichick yeah. is at this point? Uh, he's going to do what he can with his personnel to win games. That's what he always does. And the fact that they have four different backs, potentially, who could have a role doesn't bode well for anybody. Uh, I would say the guys that catch passes, obviously, White and Burkhead are, are much more reliable than 
Michelle and, and Harris. I think that's where my interest lies because there's just more ways for those guys to be involved. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this New England team is always going to be ahead either. So I, I think they're going right. to have balance. They're going to be chasing some games along the way. Uh, so I think with Burkhead, you know, if, if I threw eight or 10% of a fab budget at him this week, I'm not panicking. I think he's still rosterable in 12 team leagues for the time being. We want to see how this plays out. But hopefully he didn't smash the fab piggy bank chasing what he did in week three. I think there was pretty clear reason to believe that James White's role was going to be reprised at some point in the reasonably near future. Yeah, James White is just such a bankable guy on this team. Bill Belichick trusts him completely. I will always say that whatever Super Bowl that was, I don't know the number against the Falcons off the top of my head, but that was his MVP. He should have been Super Bowl MVP of that game, not Tom Brady. So James White has, you know, the full trust and full uh, uh, faith from Bill Belichick, just like Julian Edelman, right? Those are two guys who are locked into what they do in that Patriots offense, and that is bad news for Rex Burkhead. Injuries part three. Le'Veon Bell is eyeing a week five return from his hamstring injury. Remember, he went on IR after week one, so we knew he'd be missing at least three weeks, two, three, and four. So week five was always the earliest he could come back. Good to hear that he thinks it could happen. Of course, we're still, what, 10 days? I guess one week from the start of week five, but 10 days from week five Sunday. So a lot of time in between now and then, but have to believe if they're already saying good things about him for week five, week six seems like the worst case scenario for Le'Veon Bell. Zach Moss was limited on Wednesday because of his toe injury. His uh, teammate, John Brown, no practice on Wednesday because of his calf injury, which knocked him out in the first half of the Bills win over the Rams in week three. We also have Deshaun Jackson having no practice on Wednesday. He has a hamstring injury. Let's move on to those wacky Detroit Lions. Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator in Detroit, saying that Adrian Peterson will retain the lead role. Of course he will. This is the Detroit Lions where things like this happen. Uh, I'm staying away from this backfield DVR. I do have DeAndre Swift on a team. I'm not going to drop him outright, but he's nowhere near my starting lineup until something good for him happens. At what point do we have to just look at this organization and this coaching staff and say, they're screwing it up so badly that we can't even <laughs> wait on DeAndre Swift. For now, I, mean, I, I agree with you. We we do wait it out. And I mean, just think back to week one. I mean, don't think back to week one if you're a Lions fan. DeAndre <laughs> Swift was the guy that got the target that would have won the game if not for a drop against the Bears, right? He was on the field in a critical spot. Already had a receiving and, touchdown in the game. And it was utilized in that spot. So yeah. everything you're looking for usage-wise was there from the jump. Why? Why do they think Adrian Peterson is better than DeAndre Swift? Have they already come to a conclusion that DeAndre Swift was actually a bad draft pick in the second round? Is that something we're supposed to read into this situation? I hate this team so much, and I just feel like (laughs) Matt Patricia and Daryl Bevel are in way over their heads yet again. Yeah, you say, uh, when do we say this uh, this team, this franchise, or whatever you said, has no idea what it's doing? I know, obviously, it's a much different regime. It's been regime after regime after regime, but I was going to say, I don't know, like 1996, something like that. Yeah, since Barry Sanders left, like yeah, the right. same, pretty much the same same curse that's been on this organization <laughs> yeah. since he left remains. So it's just, it's maddening. I, oh, why boy. did they even sign Adrian Peterson? Like that just, I for this very purpose. 
for us to just wring our hands over why won't they just use DeAndre Swift, the obvious most talented running back in their backfield right now. We cannot end this show, Derek, on a Lions note. So let's end it on a good note. DJ Chark, he missed the Jags game last week that lost to the Dolphins. He returned to practice on Wednesday, limited fashion. But the fact that he's back in there on a Wednesday, even in limited fashion, definitely has his arrow pointing upward for this week. And that will do it for this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. Uh, if you are not yet an Athletic subscriber, good news. You can still get in the door for $1 a month. Go to theathletic.com slash football in 15 to do just that. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. Fantasy Football in 15 will be back with you tomorrow to wrap up the week and launch you into the weekend. Until then, thanks for listening and enjoy the game tonight as much as you can between the Broncos and the Jets.